All right, everybody out there, this is Dr. Foy coming at you once again on this last day of 2023. Man, I tell you, this has been a very difficult year, but here we are at the end of this journey. And I don't know about you, but I am absolutely trusting God for a better 2024. All right, I'm excited about it, really. And I'm excited about the message that I have for you guys today. And I thank God for it. Uh, it's entitled, Let Us Go Unto the Other Side. That's what we're about to do with this new year. Leaves 2023 and go to the other side, 2024. And there's some things that we need to understand as we cross over. And I'll be sharing that with us so that we can grow together in our, in our faith, in our walk, in our lives to maturity. And even where we get to that place where we begin to infect others to, to uh, come on board with this Christ. All right, but I'm happy to be here. And what I, my focus scripture for the day is Matthews, the 14th chapter, verse number 22 through verse number 20, 31 rather. 22 through 31, 14th chapter of Matthews. All right, and the title of the message I call, Let Us Go to the Other Side. And under that, I've got a subtopic called A New Year's Commitment. A New Year's Commitment. Amen, amen, amen. Listen to the scripture, and then we're going to pray, and then uh, we'll come back and rightly divide the word of God. Amen. So I've got plenty of scripture here to read, 32 through uh, number 31. All right, then this is what it says, beginning at 22. And straight away, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. All right, and 25 says, And in the folk watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea, and when he, the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Amen. And as we move on to verse number 28, it says, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. 
And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the winds boistering, he was afraid. And he began, and beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou, a little faith, wherefore did it thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that was in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Amen. Bow your heads with me as we just... Go to the Lord and pray his blessings on this teaching this morning as we get ready to cross over to the other side. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, certainly we thank you, God, for who you are and all your goodness. We thank you for your great love for not just us, but all mankind. Thank you for our leaving a legacy, God, that we can live with and trust and lean on. And know that, God, we are always safe in your arms. Now, God, we pray your blessing upon this message as we speak to your people, God, that you give us the words we need to say, uh, either in our hearts or our mind, so that, God, we can better serve them. Now, today, on this last day of 2023, God, we pray your blessing. There's going to be many people celebrating the end of the year. And God, I promise you, I'll be celebrating with them. It was a hard year, but here, we're still here. And I thank you, God. We thank you. Now, bless this lesson, bless this teaching. Move in it, God. Not that we can instruct you and tell you what to do, but the truth is, God. We can't do nothing without you. Be with us. Keep us. And bless your people, God, as they listen to this word. Let us go to the other side. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints say, amen, amen, and amen. All right. Let us go to the other side is the title of this message, and as a subtopic, it is a New Year's commitment that we want to make as we go forward. Don't you want things to be better than it was this year? Don't you want to be better yourself than you are this past year? So in everything we get, it's nice to have New Year's where we actually can put the old behind us and start embracing the new. It's, it's got to be exciting for you. It is definitely exciting for me. Let us get to this word so that we can get through it. Uh, Matthew's 14 chapter 22. It begins with by saying, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the uh, before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. Now, what you don't know as of right now, 
But when you really look at the 14th chapter up until this point, there was the feeding of the multitude, you know, that thing going on, the 5,000 being fed. And the disciples is on a high right now. And, and after doing so, uh, Jesus straightway constrained his disciples to get into the ship, go to the other side. And, and while he sent them away, uh, they, he, the multitude away, rather. And I just want to just give you a few words and some comments about verse 22. He constrained his disciples. That word means he forced or compelled them or pressured them to do something different. Also, to limit or restrict someone from doing something. Go to the other side. He wanted the disciples to leave now and go and uh, he, he would uh, go to the mountains. Uh, he went up to pray. And even though it doesn't say that there, but I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm excited this morning. But also he spoke to the disciples that referred to the believers, his followers or students of the gospel are ones that uh, he's teaching life experiences to. And then he tells them to go. And the word go literally means to depart from, to move forward to, or to proceed in. In other words, there is more ministry to be done or we are not finished yet, boys. Go to the other side. We still got some stuff we got to do. We still got some miracles that has to be worked. We got some word that we need to dispel. The previous verses from the 14th chapter, 13 to 31, was the feeding of the 5,000 uh, assured the disciples that Jesus could abundantly supply for their needs. Now, in this passage, the disciples will learn that Jesus can protect and empower them as well. Jesus needed to continue his work and not cause political trouble. So he sent everyone away. Then he went to a private place to talk with his father alone. You know, when you think about it, if Jesus, the Son of God, uh, needs to steal away to go pray to the Father, I believe he had to replenish himself. You know, when you give out so much to somebody, you deplete yourself. And so he went to the mountains to pray. He didn't want to meet it because he had been dispelling word to them. He worked miracles and everything. He fed over the 5,000 and they all had uh, enough. They all got full. They had 12 baskets left over. Would you imagine that? 12 baskets? I wonder what that was for. Probably for his disciples you know, who was serving the people, and now they got some basket less, oh, well, they can now eat themselves. But Jesus tell them to send the people away while I go and steal away. He didn't give them reasons why, but they knew that Jesus was a man of prayer. 
And oftentimes, he was still away to the mountains to go talk with the Father. I believe with all my heart. In doing so, that's how we develop more power to do greater work. Every now and then, you need to steal away and get with the Father. In verse 22, the scripture says, And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. It took a minute for the disciples to get everybody to go home and do what they needed to do, you know, because... Uh, Jesus wanted them to go home, but they realized that they had not eaten in a long time. And so Jesus told them to feed them. What do we have? And it came out to two fishes and five loaves of bread. And he said, bring it here. I don't know how you're going to feed over 5,000 with two fishes and five loaves of bread. But Jesus said, bring it here. And he looked up to heaven and prayed and blessed what God had provided and what God had multiplied. That they was able to set them down in groups and feed each group over 5,000 with two fishes and five loaves of bread. Now that's some hard arithmetic there, but that's what Jesus done. Many times, when he was, uh, uh, when we are tossed and driven by the storms of life to the point of uncertainty or despair, it seems like God is so far away, yet we can rest assured that Jesus is praying for us and making intercessions rather for us when our night reaches its darkest hour. You know, isn't that something? Jesus is up praying. And listen to what the next scripture say. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the winds was contrary. In other words, Jesus had already instructed the disciples to go to the other side. But he didn't tell them that there would be a storm or there would be some difficulty in it, but he told them to just go to the other side. Why? Because there's more work that we need to do. There's more ministry. We ain't finished yet. Go to the other side, and I'll catch up with you guys later. All right? And uh, uh, the ship being contrary to toss, the word toss literally means to be thrown repeatedly up and down or to and forth to be heard of, all right? The waves was large ripples of water moving across the surface of the sea. The wind was the movement of air across the surface as a force or power producing much energy. And the word contrary, you got to get this, is to be not in agreement with. So the wind was not in agreement with Jesus' statement, boys, go to the other side. To be, uh, 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 to be in opposition, in direction, to obstruct or hinder, to make forward motion or progress, 
difficult and hard. That's what it means by the wind and the waves was contrary to. It was against what God had already commanded. Jesus told the disciples, go to the other side. And the winds and the waves say, no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. We're not. The word contrary literally means to be against, opposition of, or opposed to. Also to find or uh, to be unfavorable or in conflict with. The wind was in conflict with Jesus' statement. In other words, the wind and the waves were in opposition to the disciples completing the command of Jesus when he told them, go to the other side. All right? So I need you to know that in life sometime, circumstances arise intentionally. Why? Because it wants to come against God's will in your life for us, for for you, for I, uh, and a lot of time it's the hand of the enemy or it's just an act of nature. But Jesus told them to go to the other side and they had hardship of doing what Jesus said, told them to do. Now I'm going to read verses number 25 to verse number 27. And you got to hear this. And in the fort watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, the disciples, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus uh, said unto them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Isn't that just like our Jesus? Always cool, calm, and collective. The very storm that's beating on the waters, the winds that beating on the boat, about to turn it over and everything. Here Jesus come now, walking on it. Hey, anybody ever tried that? How successful were you to walk on water? This Jesus did this. Listen to what uh, some of the uh, meaning of some of the words in here. When he talks about in the end, be of good cheer. The word good refers to encouraging one to manage their thoughts, feelings, and emotions, as well as their behavior or action. Be of good cheer. Settle down, guys. Calm down. It's going to be all right. I'm here. You know, in fact, I believe another reason why Jesus was in the mountain praying is because he knew what they was going to be facing. And he was up there praying for we can oftentimes be knowing that God is absolutely praying for us while we're going through our storm in life. Amen. Having uh, the word cheer mean having a sense of well-being, opposition, or rather optimistic, or expression of enthusiasm. So Jesus say, be of good cheer, get excited. God is about to do something great. You know, I'm thinking that Jesus is trying to let us know if we have faith in God, our storms can be used to promote 
our advancement in life. Y'all heard what I just said? It is our troubles, our hurts, our pain, our, our, our storms in life that God oftentimes allowed to happen to us to teach us a greater lesson that anything you go through, I am bigger than. And you can trust me. You can depend on me. I'm here for you. All you need to do is call on me. You don't need to be afraid. Be a good cheer and be not afraid. The word afraid means frightened or apprehensive, reluctant or regretful about. Think of the disciples in that boat. Hmm, maybe Jesus got this one wrong. He tells us to go to the other side, but he didn't know there would be a storm. Can you imagine the disciples going in their mind thinking like that? The scripture says, but early the next morning was between 3 and 6 o'clock a.m. The Jews called this the fourth period of the night. In Mark 6.39, we read that the people sat down on the green grass. So the time of the year was probably April, according to those that done the research. Jesus knew that the disciples were in difficulty. They were trying to row, row, row your boat against a strong wind. And they was having very little success at that time. Isn't it wonderful that Jesus knew all of that was going to happen? Then at the appropriate time, he comes walking on the water, doing something impossible that made to change their focus from the waters and the winds to what is that that's walking on the sea. And Jesus cried out, be of good cheer, it is I. Verse 25, 27 teaches us that all too often we make the mistake of pushing the panic button just before the break of day only to hear the comforting voice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, saying, Be of good cheer. Why be of good cheer? Think about it. Because it is I, he's saying. In other words, I am in the midst of your situation or struggle. Jesus is showing them, guys, you're not alone. I'm here. I am the comforter right now. For this very reason, Jesus encourages them to be not afraid. Our situations, our struggles, hardships, or storms in life may appear to overtake us while rendering us to be overwhelmed with fear. However, our fears and our concerns are but under the feet of Jesus. The thing they was worried about the most drowning Jesus is walking on. Isn't that something? Uh, he is walking on our stones, which represents everything in life we go through is under his feet, which simply means it's under his authority. 
in the Old Testament, soldiers, when they would win the battles uh, for a kingdom, they would take that king, he would lay down bow before them, and he would put his foot on his head, letting them know everything that was under him is now under me. Jesus is letting these boys know the stone is under me, and it bothers me not, so don't let it bother you. There are things we will go through in life that God will allow us to go through, but he has every intention on deliverance, healing, facilitating us to a better life. He literally walks upon our concerns, this Jesus. Not only our concerns, but our fears and our worries. It's Jesus that made the turn. No worries, guys. Uh, what that movie, Kuna Patata? No worries. Lion King. Thus teaching us that our greatest fears in life are but under the feet of our Lord and Savior. And so therefore, we need not be afraid. All right, let me read the rest of these verses to you. It's going to be verse 28 through verse number 33. Listen to what he's saying. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said unto Peter, come. One word. Come. On the authority of come. Jesus, not Jesus, Peter was encouraged to get out the boat. Isn't that something? While the waves and the winds are still blowing. The, the, the fears that they had at that time, he forgets about because he sees and he's comforted by the presence of his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind bursting, he was afraid again and beginning to sink because his faith had fleed. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretches out, stretches forth his hand and catch Peter and pull him up. Now think about that with me. How does a man pull somebody that's sinking in water out of the water like he's standing on concrete? <laughs> man, this, our Lord and our Savior, he is nothing but awesome. He stands he walks upon our troubles. Everything we can go through, every negative experience is under his feet. Isn't it wonderful that even Peter had somebody that he can call on? Save me. Now, Peter was a fisherman and he knew about storms because he, he, he was out there on boats many times. Whatever this storm was, it rocked his nerves. It rocked literally his boat. And, and yet Jesus, 
who they are, putting their faith in. He asked him, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And Jesus gave one word, come. He ain't said nothing now. On the word come, Peter steps out the boat in faith. Now, had he had maintained his faith, he could have gotten all the way to Jesus. But he began to sink because he put his eyes on the wind and he started looking at the waves and he let the enemy rise back up in him like oftentimes we do. Instead of being constant with our eyes fixed on Jesus, he looks away from Jesus to see the wind and the waves, which really strips him of his faith. And so he, 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 Jesus tells him immediately when he gets him out, Oh, thou of little faith. Wherefore did it thou doubt? In other words, why were you doubting? While you was already doing the impossible. You was already doing a miracle, providing a miracle. You were walking on the water. You never done that in your life, Peter. Why would you become afraid when you was doing it? But God knows deep down inside that we are frail people. And we spook easily. And we become afraid and we get nervous and we get excited and our anxiety lifts instead of we controlling it and keeping it down. Peter took his eyes off Jesus. Look, let me tell you, whenever you take your eyes off Jesus, there ain't nothing to do but sink. You listening to me? I feel like Chris Rock. You heard me? Come on. You know, it, the key is in faith, you must keep your eyes on Jesus, which means your mind must be fixed on him. Why? I keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. All right. Uh, 32 says, and when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship, because 11 of them were still in the ship and wouldn't get out there, you know. Peter, at least he did get out that boat. You know what I mean? And you got to admire him for that much. All right. Uh, then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art. The Son of God. We really, I don't know how many times we got to see what Jesus do, the miracles he performed, the word he provides, and the strength he gives. But the truth of the matter, they get to this point. They say, of a truth, thou art the Son of God. The disciples knew that no ordinary man could walk on water like that. So they were afraid and they worshiped Jesus. They would not understand completely that Jesus was the Son of God until after his resurrection. This passage reveals to us that Jesus is always there when we are struggling with circumstances or temptations in life. 
He tells us not to be afraid. He tells us to trust him. Peter failed when he looked at his situation, his circumstance, and took his eyes off Christ. He should have kept looking at Jesus, and he would have been fine. When Jesus got into, got into the boat, the wind ceased. So in any time of great difficulty, the company of Jesus can make our minds and hearts calm. Can you imagine that? Peter asked, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. That gave him the courage to step out the boat. But no, he left 11 more in that boat and they wasn't moving nowhere. But Peter, at least, he took a chance. So this is the message I wanted to share with you guys. So as we prepare to go into, uh, to leave 2023, let us get ready for 20 to go into 2024. Let us not go as one having no hope though as one that has no faith. We can trust and believe from this message that if God be for us, what can be against us? We can do the impossible. We can live up to that miracle. Why? Because we got a God that what we call miracles is mundane to him. What we call miracle is normal for him. Jesus walks on water. How many of you ever tried that? The truth of the matter, how did that work out for you? You know, for whatever lies ahead of us, we must remember that Jesus is not only praying for us, but our concerns and worries are already under his feet. Man, when you're going through whatever situation in life, whatever 2023 brought in your life, and for a lot of us, it was a, a lot of hardships. But the truth is, we're still here. We ain't going nowhere. We're still here, and we're now ready to embrace a new year. We going to cross over at midnight tonight to another year. Not just another day, but another year. Let us do it courageously. Like Peter, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. Because where he is, is where we are to want to be. Saints, weeping may endure for the night. But you can be certain that joy comes in the morning. So right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that 2024 to be our morning. It's time to get up. It's time to move forward. It's time to move on and be about our Father's business. So let us go unto the other side 
with the blessed assurance of what Jesus has already said. What's that? Be not afraid. There are going to be encounters we're going to have to encounter in this coming year. There's going to be some hardships. But as Peter got out the boat and walked on the water, we can also do the impossible. We can beat this. We can do this. Why? Because we got Jesus walking on water as it's concrete. And if anything happens in our lives, we got somebody we can call upon. Lord, help me. And what he did for Peter, he will do for you. Just think how scary that must have been for Peter. He takes a few steps on the water, and then he begins to sink. And because the winds and the water were so contrary to it's not like he was that strong of a swimmer. I know Peter could swim. He was a fisherman. But I also know that Peter was very much afraid. So that water was bigger. The winds were stronger than something ordinary. Now, here's the moral of the story. Jesus tells the disciples to go to the other side. When he gave them that, it matters not whether he knew there would be a storm or not, a storm or whatever, it matters not. Because Jesus is not concerned about problems in life because of the greatness of his faith. He can dispel it. He can speak to the winds, speak to the water, peace, be still. In the elements have to yield to the voice of our Lord, our God. So whatever we're going to encounter, encounter on or the other side, 2024, we already know who has the victory. Jesus is able to walk on our circumstances. So he's telling us as we go to this new year and cross over, be not afraid. There'll be waves. There'll be winds. There'll be troubles. But Lord, did I not tell you, I'll always be with you. And you'll never be alone. Though you may not see me, yet I'm always there. Most of you know about the Lepon, where uh, the guy, Jesus had to carry him. And he was looking at two, one set of footprints on the ground. He assumed that that was his footprint. But he had not realized that God has been carrying him all the way across the journey. Guys, I want you to know with absolute, God be for you. There is nothing can win victory over you if you keep your eyes on Jesus and not look at your circumstance and build it up in your head and allow it to discombobulate you. 
But the truth is, he's always there for us. And what Peter did, we also can do. Lord, save me. If you feel stressed out, if you feel the anxiety, if you know that life is troubling, Lord, save me. No matter what you go through in this coming year, let us not be afraid to go to the other side. Last thing I'll give you and then I'll go on. Jesus instructed the disciples, don't miss this, to go to the other side while he went up to the mountains to pray. He always knew ahead of time when it's time to pray for us. We don't just pray for ourselves, but God, Christ, he prays for us as well. And when he told them to go to the other side, he, in his head, he knew they would get to the other side. In their heads, they thought they was going to drown. But who was right and who was wrong? Jesus, we can say, was right because they made it to the other side. Now, this is the point I'm trying to help you understand. Because God tells us to go to the other side, don't necessarily mean they want to be in the hindrance. Don't necessarily mean they won't be in any trouble. It doesn't necessarily mean there won't be any concerns. But when he instructs us to go to the other side, we can be absolute that we will get to the other side. So no matter what 2024 brings, the truth of the matter, I'm here to see already and embrace 20. 25, because he said, let us go to the other side. I feel safe in his arms. What about you? God bless you guys. I pray that you heard this word and that it's been a blessing to you that is doing something to invigorate your faith and your trust in God. Let us go to the other side. Let us leave this year, step into the next year with full confidence that if God be for us, what can be against us and when? We already have the victory. Let the church say, amen. Father, right now, God, I pray for the hearers I pray for those that have sit in and listen and those that will sit in and listen. God, I pray that this message will invigorate them. Help them to understand when you gave them assignment, God, that they have everything they need to complete it. Why? Because you wouldn't send somebody somewhere that you know they can't arrive at. But you always know. And you always know about the circumstances. That's why you prayed beforehand. But you instructed them to go to the other side. And you had nothing in mind that nobody will be drowning. Nobody will be dying. Nobody. The other side they will go to. 
I thank God for Peter, who usually puts his foot in the mouth, but in this time, he was the only one that was courageous enough to, at the very least, get out the boat. And why did he get out the boat? Because he said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. I pray today, Lord, if it's you, bid me to enter into 2024 and be about your business. Thank you for keeping me through this year. Thank you, because I know you're able to keep me through the next year. Thank you. Though you sit high, yet you absolutely look low. And you know when to show up and show out in our lives in the midst of our circumstances. And for this, we thank you. We are encouraged today to go to the other side. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let the church say, Amen, Amen, and Amen. God bless you. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, God. Love you, God. Be blessed. Bye-bye.